are you going and why are you here? Hi, this is Cantor Lois, and today's guest is Rabbi Deborah Smith. Reb Deb, as she's known, received her rabbinic ordination from the Aleph Ordination Program of the Jewish Renewal Movement in 2016. She completed her master's degree in Jewish studies from Gratz College in Philadelphia, and Reb Deb is the founder and spiritual leader of the Or Halev Jewish Renewal Community in Morris County, New Jersey. Reb Deb is also a seasoned clinical social worker and marriage and family therapist. Deb is an author and the editor of four Jewish-themed books, and she has a newly released collection of poems and prayers. I am so excited to share my colleague, my friend, Rabbi Deborah Smith, with you today. Well, welcome to my dear friend and colleague. I am so excited to share you with everyone today, Rabbi Deborah Smith. And we just filled everyone in on some of your amazing background, uh, but I want to have a conversation with you. And you know that my one of my passions is to let people know that there is always a place for and room for ritual in one's life. And Deb, I think you're one of the kind of experts on that. And you're so creative with ritual. So tell me your thoughts. I love rituals. I'm absolutely passionate about them because I think that they have a lot of power and they have a power to move us from a place of sometimes being stuck or a place of just sort of not being able to figure out where we're going, not necessarily to be stuck, but um, and to move us beyond that and to help us make great strides in terms of finding new directions in our lives and also to give holiness and specialness to certain events or certain people that we would like to uh, have in connection going forward in our lives. Right. And even though you are very well trained by masters of ritual, um, you, I think, would be the first to say that you don't need to, quote unquote, hire a master in order to bring ritual into your own life. You don't have to be of a certain religious background or following. You can create rituals in your daily routine, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you need an expert. I don't think you need a coach or a guide. I think you need to sometimes think out of the box in your own life and think of what you want to accomplish. What would the purpose of the event in your life that you want to remember, memorialize, make special, um, create something around and go from that perspective. How is it special or significant to you or your family or your social circle or friends? And um, what do you want to bring out to remember about it? And then build your ritual based on what your, what your goal is. Right. And, uh, I guess I, I'm curious because 
even though we've had, you know, quite a few conversations with each other, um, I don't know all the little, you know, wonderful, delicious details of some of the great rituals that you've created. What, what are, what's like one or two of your, like either favorites or something that kind of became ritual that you didn't even realize would be, or, you know, just something that kind of sticks out for you? Well, two things I'm thinking. One, I created a ritual around travel. And it, travel is something that has always been really difficult for me to do. And, you know, I love going to Florida. I don't mean that kind of travel. I mean, like distant travel where you really are, you know, traveling out of the country or you're going to be separated from your family for a long time. And I think this has always been a hot button issue for me because going back in my um, family legacy, my grandmother traveled a great distance from Russia through China to come to the United States alone. And she traveled with a chaperone at the age of 16, left her family behind, never saw many of them again. And it was a traumatic experience for her. And she got to the United States, settled with my grandfather. They got married, they had a family. And she never traveled after that. And she had a son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren that lived in California. And I think maybe made two trips there in her whole lifetime. It was just, she could not, leave home, you know, she couldn't separate from home because I think it was too traumatic for her. And although it skipped a generation and my mother had traveled all over the world, mm. my mother had been to places where no one was going to Japan. My mother had been to Japan to, you know, she'd been to Thailand, she'd been to Africa, to places where, you know, when people weren't going there, you know, this was back 50 years ago. And um, she was able to do that, but travel was always a real struggle for me. And so one of the rituals that I created was around traveling and leaving home and creating, um, I wrote a traveler's prayer that, um, you know, I created for this ritual. I assembled a group of four or five people that came to my home when I did the ritual and read the, read the, the prayer that I wrote, the blessing that I wrote and um, really created a ritual around leaving home and, and returning home safely. So that was very significant to me. And, you know, it was a ritual that it doesn't necessarily mean if you execute a ritual that it works and the next thing you do is, for example, in this case, leave home, you know, three weeks later and it's a successful thing. I mean, it took a year for me to get where I needed to go, where this ritual sort of pointed me. But it was a very meaningful ritual. And the prayer that I wrote for a contemporary traveler's prayer, basically, is what it was, I carry in my wallet all the time wow. I carried it to yeah I carried it to Israel with me which is where I, I needed to to go and carry it with me all the time and give it to people who I'm friendly with when they make a big trip and they're leaving home so that was a very um a very important ritual that I created and uh, I think it was one that was very powerful in helping me heal a part of my life and my legacy to to move to the next level of what I needed and, and so that's one that's maybe a little more complex. I've also helped create a ritual um, for a community here in New Jersey. When I was first working in the Jewish community as an educator, um, the housing corporation, Jewish community housing corporation opened Lester Housing in Whippany. 
people were leaving large homes where they had lived with their families and they were moving into a community living type situation. They had given up a lot of belongings because it was smaller apartments that they were living in. And they were leaving their neighborhoods and moving into a brand new the building had just opened. And so I received a call and um, someone said to me, could you come over and do do a ble- do something for the people. They're just beside themselves with mourning and grief that they've left all of this behind. And so I wrote a prayer for them, a blessing, uh, upon moving into a new living situation. And I brought the blessing over and I gathered them together and I talked with them a little bit about what it was like to leave where they'd been their whole lives and had built history and legacy and so many memories with their families and spouses and so on. And now we're going to be starting all over again. And so I read the prayer that I wrote to them and we stood in a circle and we really took time to be together and to hold that moment as a holy moment. And don't you know that afterwards people asked, could they have a copy of this for the refrigerator? Like sure. they wanted a right. So, you know, many copies of this were written and actually the blessing appears in Rabbi Richard Address. It's one of his books. He's a, you know, an, an aging, sacred aging um, expert and specialist. But I thought that was very healing for the people because they were able to build a new foundation for themselves. And I remained the educator at that housing complex for seven years. I went in and did all sorts of rituals and holidays and education with the people. But that simple ritual, so that one was really simple. It was a matter of writing something and you know, processing it and delivering it and sharing it. And the one I did was a very personal one um, to help me move past a point of stuckness in my life. And you know, help myself heal. It it just sounds to me like there's a reading. I don't mean of the prayer or the blessing, but a reading of the moment, like uh, taking stock of what's the situation, what what is the ritual addressing that you go through. You you gather your like data about the people, their needs, the time and place, and and then you channel um, the blessing, right? So there is a infusion of divine essence that you're bringing. It's sort of like doing a spiritual intake you know, for me, because I'm used to doing intakes, you know, in a secular sense as a family therapist, you know, that I've done, you know, for many, many years, working with individuals, families, you know, couples. Um, And this is really a spiritual intake. So when I was called to come to the housing complex and do a blessing, because they were moving into a new place, I knew that that really wasn't what I was doing. I was really helping them mourn the loss of everything they had left behind and deal with the sort of the anxiety and the fear even of um, going into a new place and wondering what their life would be like there. Who would they meet? You know, how would it go forward? How would they build again at at an older age? How would they build a new foundation and new relationships um, in a new place? It's so powerful. And I, I want to encourage people to think about how they might do a little bit of spiritual intake in their own lives. So many of us are uh, 
kind of dealing with the either being isolated by choice because of COVID and trying to be super careful or pushing through the fear and the concern because their job requires it or their children have to go to school and they need them to show up at school and and they need to continue parenting around all of the fear and anxiety. Um, and people who don't have kids, who are functioning in the world and trying to keep things, I don't know if you can say normal anymore, but moving forward or getting up, getting out of bed and facing the day. Um, in the beginning, I remember uh, searching for uh, blessing, people were writing uh, blessings and prayers around receiving vaccine uh, for when it would be available and then when we would have our appointments. And now, um, you know, through the miracle of having vaccines available, we are kind of past that. And people have even become kind of used to putting on a mask. But I have to say, I even today, I take a moment to pause before I raise my mask if I'm going out um, to run an errand or something and just to kind of take stock of the fact that someone created this safer mask that allows me enough feeling of safety to go to do some of the things that need to be done. Um, and I think every day I kind of, in my prayers of thanks, uh, recognize the miracle of the vaccines and the boosters. Um, but we still need to move forward and we still need to, I think, as you so wisely said, acknowledge that we've lost a lot yeah. across the board. Children have lost regular school experience. Babies have lost socialization experience. Parents have lost socialization with other parents. Um, there's a mourning. There's an acknowledgement that would be helpful to uh, face. And I wonder if you might suggest, would that be something like a daily little ritual that could be folded into our day? Or would you think more like maybe at the end of a week or at the end of a night or like I write in a gratitude journal every night. So that's part of my actual, that is a type of ritual for me, um, writing out my gratitude. Um, what, what are some suggestions you might make? So I'm thinking just off the top of my head of the mezuzah and how we touch the mezuzah when we enter our home and, and, you know, when we leave our home, people do, you know, both and, um, how the mezuzah really sanctifies holy space. And it really reminds us to be grateful and it reminds us of who we are. And so, you know, it would be 
a ritual, I mean, that we're thinking about and we're talking about just now and what you asked me that helps us move forward and that helps us return and that looks at the space in between. You know, after you've moved forward and left your, your home, your safe space, you've entered into a no man's land, you've done what you can, you have your mask on, you're distancing, you're being careful, and hopefully you're going to do what you need to do. And then you're going to return and bless your return and enter into a safe space and take the mask off and be grateful for what you were able to in bravery and carefulness do that day, but honor the safe space that you've come back to. So I think, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big, but it could be just touching that mezuzah, you know, kissing the mezuzah, going and returning and saying thank you, you know, maybe upon leaving, saying guide me and protect me and on returning, saying thank you for watching over me, um, you know, and bringing me safely home. That is so beautiful. So a touch point, a touch point. And if one doesn't have a mezuzah, they could focus around something else that's there when they come in and when they leave. I, lo I love that. And now I'm going to change the topic just because uh, I have you with me right now. And before we say goodbye, it goes so fast. Um, tell me about the new puppy. What's going on? Oh, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy is awesome. She is just terrific. She's um, now she was she was born on October 5th. So she's just a little over four months old, I guess. I have to figure it out. She weighs about 14 pounds. She is um, was a 70th birthday gift for Neil for his birthday. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. And he, they are an item. They don't go anywhere without each other. I mean, nowhere. And, um, you know, she follows him all over and licks him and kisses him and loves him. And she loves me too. You know, she's <laughs> I'm like, I'm a second. I come along with Neil. For her living and getting up every day she's just adorable she knows her name and she can fetch the ball and bring it back and she can sit on command and lie down on command. wow so she's really and, yeah, yeah she's, she's coming along she's very very sweet and she loves to ride in the car so you know just put her in the car and she's like at her happiest so um yeah that's that's and she she um she's brought us a lot of good companionship and company because our kids don't live nearby and we don't get to see them all that often and she's brought some life into the house it's so and, nice um yeah so yeah thank you for asking about yeah it, for yeah asking about it. Like, yeah, yeah we, we we really the the joy that our pets bring to us cannot be understated it's so so important and i'm so happy for you and neil that you have uh, this new ball of life and energy and love with you. It's so fabulous. It was very nice when we got her the first night we got her, she arrived right before Shabbat at 6.30 on a Friday. And we were doing services that evening for our community. And so we had her with us. And one of the members said, we didn't do a Shehachiano for Sammy. Oh. So at the end of the service, we blessed, we did the blessing for having a new puppy in our lives oh, so, so wonderful nice. that's wonderful so she, she's a regular service goer <laughs> she's with the music she likes the energy she's all it's all good it's fantastic i'm so glad i'm so happy for both of you well she should continue to uh thrive and uh, learn new tricks and enjoy shabbat with you and neil uh, every every week thank you so much for sharing your insight and your wisdom and your creativity 
um, we'll have your, you, you have, uh, your website, right. Um, that I can share with people. Yeah. com. Thank you. And, uh, I hope that people will, uh, read the, the brief bio that's, uh, connected to this podcast and order your books, which are just wonderful to have every time you need something to uplift and encourage and inspire. It's such an easy thing to just pull one of your books off of the bookshelf and open it up almost to any page. And there's something so wonderful that you've chosen or written and shared with uh, the the people who are looking for uh, blessings and uh, inspiration in their lives. And you are a gift to me and to the uh, to the community at large. And please just continue to be well and to serve with love and uh, passion the way that you have all these years. And thank you so much for uh, this conversation today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really had a great time. I enjoyed being here so much. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.